the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. And today, we have an outstanding local civic uh, individual. His name is Christopher L. Martin. Loves to go back, Chris. But uh, he is the founder and president of Knoxville Leadership Foundation, otherwise known as KLF, where he provides overall leadership and management. And this is a faith-based nonprofit organization and that it identifies there in Knoxville, Tennessee, the area's greatest needs and connect resources to address those needs. And folks, we want to give Chris a warm, warm, extreme Carolina welcome and welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you, Michael. It's glad to be with you and honored to be a part of your show today. So I look forward to it. Well, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to dive right into this thing and just see where we go, see where it takes us. Now, it, 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 you told me or you said it somewhere in your bio that you've been in that organization for 28, 27 years? Yes, I started it in 1994. So it's been a, whatever that is. I don't know. My math's not not working today. So. <laughs> well, that happens to a lot of us, man, especially after that many years. <laughs> you know, you putting it together. But now, then, don't call me old now. Uh, don't okay. be calling me old. All right, okay. <laughs> I'll take that back. My bad, my bad. So what I will say is this. We'll, we'll move along and say, well, what, what was it that motivates you, motivated you to want to start a, a organization or movement like this Knoxville Leadership Foundation. Well, yeah, so back uh, even before 20 some odd years ago when I started KLF, uh, my wife and I moved into the worst neighborhood in Knoxville, um, Mechanicsville at the time. It was a bad spot. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. lot of drugs and people shooting each other and all kind of stuff going down. So we, uh, we moved into that neighborhood to get to know people and to, to be about ministering to people that we lived around. And so we didn't want to be the group that drove in every day to serve. We wanted to be living in the neighborhood and, and trying to make a difference from the inside out. So um, as a result of that, after about five or six years uh, running another little neighborhood-based ministry there, mm-hmm. we re- realized that there was a need all over the city for this type of stuff that we were envisioning happening. And so um, in, in 1994, I've, uh, left the other organization that we started in the neighborhood and eventually uh, uh inner city african-american church that we started um took over that ministry and then we uh started the klf to be a larger for a larger footprint across the city so right. it was sort of a, a continual evolution of a calling that i had in the mid 80s to be about uh being salt and light and uh, making a difference from the inside out so um mm-hmm. that's kind of a calling that god put on my heart 
Man, I tell you what, that is an amazing calling. I mean, simply amazing. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, what did your wife say when, when you say, hey, honey, we're going to move to Mechanicsville? <laughs> or was it her idea? <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. It actually, I got, I, I got, we were dating when that uh, came upon me. So I let her know pretty quick that this was where I was heading and if she wanted to go, then she could come along. But otherwise, if we were, maybe needed to do something else there so she uh, agreed to agreed to get on the train and we uh wound up in the in the hood so there you go man i tell you i, I lived in knoxville years and years ago i remembered that place i used to drive around it you know i, I didn't want to go through it man i mean it's it's got a big hill right there in the middle of it that goes over toward downtown, if I remember correctly. Yep. And, uh, man, I tell you what, that, that was a bad place. I know several people lived in there, but I, I didn't have any need. But anyway, uh, man, that is amazing that you had that calling. God put it on your heart, and you just followed it. You know, you weren't concerned, worried about. I mean, I'm sure you were concerned, but you know this was your mission. This is what you had to do. And, uh, man, that is amazing. So uh, give me big kudos for that. But then you moved on into doing the same type of thing all over the the area. And you said you started about maybe an additional 20 initiative. Is that right? Over the years, we've, uh, we've been probably closer to, thir- closer to 30 now. And um, we've had uh, everything from affordable health care to affordable housing to workforce development to mentoring children to workforce development um, all kinds of different things and it's basically the the real deal here is for us to identify the greatest needs in our city and trying to find resources and tools best practices and partnerships that we can bring together to try to address the particular need that's community and being a big old organization it's more about what can we do to make a difference in our community and so that's manifest itself in in probably 28 to 30 different ways uh, over the years we still manage and operate about i don't know eight, 10 or 12 of those things now um some of them mm, some wow. of them we their own entity and running on their own now and mm-hmm. um, kind of yeah. like launching the children letting them get out of out of out of the house and be the mm-hmm. thing and uh some of them have kind of reached their usefulness and we right yeah been our mo for the last uh number of years is uh trying to identify great things that needed to be addressed and and let's go figure out how we can make it. How difficult, uh, Chris, was it? I mean, sure, it's not now, but, you know, sort of like, you know, in the beginning, a little bit going forward. How difficult was it to get other people to buy into this dream, this vision of being associated with this movement that you started? Yeah, so it. Um, you know, it's, it's had its moments, I would say over the years, you know, there was early three years in, we had gotten some things going and, um, financially we were, we just about didn't make it, um, 1997. I, I never forget that yeah. year. And, uh, we, uh, we had, I had three small girls and babies and we were not getting paid much and people were bringing grocery bags to my front door and leaving them for us. So we'd have something mm. 
it was kind of that moment where division and, and it's just really, I had to say, Lord, is this really what <laughs> I hear you right? You know? And, um, and so it, uh, but you know, it, it's, it's been, um, as we've gotten older as an organization and, and more experienced in what we're doing and people have seen the credibility of, of how we've gone about doing what we do and um, the sincerity and the integrity by which we do it, um, it, it provides more opportunity now. So it's, it has mm-hmm. gotten easier, but um, it's easy. We're working right now called it's Knox Works, which is a workforce development right. program. And it's just hard. It's just hard work. I mean, these young people that we're working with, they're, they've, they've been through some mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and they're, they're, a lot of them are court-involved or just coming out of jail, and um, we're trying to help them repair their life and, and find a way into the workforce. And, um, you know, we're dealing with gang stuff right mm-hmm. now, and um, COVID has been really tough mm-hmm. on, on this, popu- this mm-hmm. population. We've got kids commit suicide and different stuff like that and it's just hard you know and and as you go but it's the work that it's right mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do it's the right we really believe that it's it's god's work in in the midst of what we're trying to do is that lord has called us to be walk alongside of people that are broken and hurting and trying to help that them is, find yeah. their way and so that, that that is truly amazing chris it really is and and uh, i want to i want to get another question in before we have to uh, take a break, uh, but uh, uh, I believe there's an organization called Seed. Uh, is that one of the associations you guys associated with? Uh, uh, Stan Johnson's right. group. Yeah, yeah. Stan's a friend, and we interact with him a lot. We did not start Seed, or I think that uh, I don't know if Stan started that or mm-hmm. not. But he's a good man, and we partner with him on quite a few things. They're doing some. We're doing some of the similar things, especially in the workforce yeah. development mm-hmm. space, and we learn learn from each other. And that's part of our DNA too, is we compete with anybody that's collaborating, working together as a community to, to make a difference. Is, so, yeah, that, that is great. Stan's a, Stan's a yes, good man. Yes, he is a good man. <laughs> I know Stan. Yeah, he, he shout out to Stan there. But uh, but but I want to go forward with. Uh, but we got to we got to take a break. But before we do that, uh, I want to set up for when we come back, and that is the over the twenty seven years you have built an amazing, amazing large uh, contingent of people that you work with on a regular, regular basis. And we like to get into how is it that you're able to juggle all that and keep that all together? Cause that's several million dollars that you budget or you handle every year. So we'll get into that, but right now we're up against the wall. So we're going to take a quick, quick break and, uh, let everybody know this is, a. a WJRB and FM and, of course, Extreme Carolina will be right back. Tar Heel basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in Extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com to access exclusive online content, 
including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, and trust me, you don't, you can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Extreme Carolina. We have an awesome guest here today. We have the founder uh, and president of, of uh, KLF. I don't know why I want to think about chicken when I say that word, KLF, but I know it's got nothing to do with chicken, but it just popped into my head. And uh, sorry, folks, it didn't mean to insult anybody out there. I mean, if, if Chris ain't insulted, y'all shouldn't be either. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, let's get back in. Every so every southern boy I'll loves fried you, chicken. Uh, if you Come don't on. like fried chicken, yeah, something wrong. <laughs> Even somewhere else, especially on that Sunday after church fried chicken. Woo! Oh yeah, something oh, yeah. about that. That's right. But anyway, uh, right. as we st- stated before we went to break, uh, you have an amazing large, large uh, organization that you're mobilizing and individuals. I mean, it's it's well over a hundred, hundred fifty thousand people. Is that correct? community volunteers and stuff. Yeah. So we've, uh, over the years, it's amazing. You, we kind of get up every day and show up and work hard. And you do that over 27, eight years. And if you're trying to do the right thing, you wind up helping a few people along the way. So it's been, uh, we've had a quite a, quite a run with, uh, serving folks. And it's been an honor to God's given, blessed us to, to be able to, turn around and help and give back and connect with people and see folks lives change. So it's been powerful. That is amazing. You know, to see folks lives change. And that is what it's all about right there. It's just, you know, whatever we can do. I mean, we can have a job we can go to work. We make money for our household, but when we get up and go somewhere and do something for other people's households, now that is an amazing thing. So we hats off to you, brother, for doing what you do and uh, and have been doing for many 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 years and not to mention the fact that you know besides this you you go to a church i mean there's a long name on that church i think is the community evangelistic uh evangelical presbyterian church did i get that right (laughs) (laughs) we 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 affectionately call it cec so it's community evangelistic uh evangelistic church it's a uh Part of the Presbyterian Church, the PC, uh, P- e- EPC, Evangelical Presbyterian Church of America. So it's a, yes, got a it lot does. of names, but we say we just say <laughs> CEC. All right. Well, and and you're on the board of directors for that, and and you got and you actually serve on numerous boards and advisories. My question is this, and and you're on a task force in Knoxville, and. Where do you find the time? Man, that's, that's what's crazy to me. How do you do all that? Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a quite a schedule at times. Um, you know, it, it hasn't, uh, I don't know. I've, I just get up and get to work. I'm pretty efficient with my time and planning my time and, uh, learn to delegate things pretty well. And so, finding good people to come alongside and work with and it can handle pieces of the organization that gives me some time to, to spend on some of these other different things like that. Yeah, cool. but, uh, 
Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it is, uh, can be a lot at times. I've, there was seasons of my life where I, it was a seven day a week gig. You know, you just, you keep rolling and, uh, <laughs> so it's been, it's been a lot. I'm 60 years old now and I don't roll as fast <laughs> as I used to, but I, yes. <laughs> but I there I'm you still go. Going. There you go. You can't stop, you know, and uh, I got, I know that feeling. Yeah. Well, we, what we try to do also is that we, we try to, um, to pull back the curtain on people like yourself, because, you know, we can talk about the stuff that you do and, and all the organization you belong to, but, we like to know a little bit about the guy, the man that does all this. And the way we do that, we ask a few questions. And, of course, you know, we don't have a whole bunch of time, but we like to ask a couple of them. And in, in one of the, the questions that we love to ask, and because it's all about educating yourself, and that is, what book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Yeah, so I I read a lot, um, enjoy that, and uh, I've been I probably finished four or five books over the course of the last six months. But um, we read a book. Uh, one of my mentors, uh, it's a guy named Dr. John Perkins. Um, Dr. Perkins is an African American, <coughs> excuse me, uh, church churchman. He's a uh, gosh, he's founded the the Christian Community Development Association, a group called CCDA. Mm-hmm. He's got five doctors now. God. He's a amazing mm-hmm. man. He never he only graduated the third grade, but he's written probably, I don't know, 40 books over the course of his lifetime. But Dr. Perkins is a friend and a mentor, and he wrote one of probably his last book he wrote. Um, he's 90 years old almost now. And, um, but this book is called One right. Blood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's about uh, sort of the the fact that in, in the mid, it's a racial reconciliation book, but it's it's really about um, black and white folks coming together, learning how to love one another and interact with each other. But it's a bigger picture of really the people of God that God has created us all in His, mm-hmm. his image, and, and we're all a fam- part of the family of God, and so we're part of one blood. We're we're all family and um, we've got to learn to, to appreciate each other and love each other for where we are um, to grieve each other's past and the past of where folks have had to live. And, mm-hmm. but um, it's a, it's been a powerful book. We, and I read that book back in the, really in the spring um, right before George Floyd was mm-hmm. murdered. And um, it was, uh, it was just a good book for me and reminders. It's something that, that i been a part of and reconciliation and um, work in the city and it's been not nothing new to me but it's just was a good reminder um, kind of where we need to go and where we're still uh, all the areas that we still need to improve on and and the fact is that we that that the the winning day has to be grace given each that other grace. And, um, You're right. I agree with that. We we must continue to give each other grace. A lot of folks don't know about that, but they got to see it in action in order to really, really know about it, unless you're already serving uh, Jesus Christ. But anyway, we want that's a great answer. Matter of fact, we're going to put that in the show notes, man. That's a great book. I've never read it, though. It's called Dr. John Perkins, which is the author, but the name of it is One 
blood. Okay, man, that's awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. Okay, we got a couple other questions we can try to get in real quick before it's time to go. I'm sure we can uh, get a couple of quick questions and quick answers to go along with it. One is this. What is the best advice you've ever received? Go to work. <laughs> Go to work. My daddy, my daddy said, "Boy, you need a job." And I've, I've, I've adopted that my, with my children and everybody. That all God's people there need a job, go. and uh, work is good for us. And so, that's uh, right. I personally believe working for in the stuff that we do is we work hard. We can we can bless people and help people get better in their own lives. And so that's. We go to work around here. That's what awesome. Great advice. Great, great advice. Uh, sort of, sort of the last one I, I want to ask, and and because uh, we're definitely up against the clock here right now. And and the thing is, it, it, the question is this: real easy. What do you believe that most folks don't, Chris? Uh, well, you know I. I don't know. It's that's a. I read that question. I know you prepped me with that before um, we came on. And um, at the end of the day, you know, I I just believe that that uh, I'm a I'm a person in the kingdom of God, a Jesus follower. Um, I don't. I don't think a lot of people really know that. I don't know. They don't. They know how to follow Jesus and see what He did in the New Testament and go do that. Mm. And I think if we really made that a part of our life and a part of what we do um that our faith is not about mm-hmm. us it's about other people and about the kingdom wow. i think that people understand that but they don't know it in their heart and so um i think if we did that then we would uh we'd see a different thing going on in yes our we would man wow i tell you what man i wish we had more time because man I, I i love your answers they're great we're gonna put them all in the show notes so that people can see it but I tell you what, we're definitely up against the clock, Chris. We really appreciate you. Maybe we can get you to come back somewhere down the line. Uh, is that possible? You think you'd want to do that? Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Awesome. Glad to. Fantastic, Chris. Well, listen, folks, we're just about out of time. So we're going to say uh, about everyone. But before we do, we like to say, ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Chris here that are passionate, purpose-driven, and making a difference by listening to their stories, Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired. And folks, here it is. We're about the quote of the week. And it's real simple, real sweet. We don't want to keep everybody to it. But here you go. Our passion lies deep in who we are. Our passions lies deep in who we are. Man, I love that. That is so, so apropos. But anyway, we got to get out of here. We're up against the clock. Thank you again, Chris. We appreciate everybody for listening. And God bless y'all. Take care. Peace. We out.